Welcome to the Contractor Success Forum. Today we are talking about a way of looking at profit that you may not have considered before, but could have a major impact on your profitability. Here on the Contractor Success Forum, our mission is to provide game-changing financial education for contractors to help you be more profitable, grow, and succeed in your business. And who is here to help us do that? As usual, my partner in crime, Stephen Brown with McDaniel Whitley Bonding and Insurance Agency, and I'm Wade Carpenter with Carpenter Company CPAs. Stephen, hey, what are we yeah. talking about today? Yeah, hey, Wade, game-changing, that's the topic for today. Okay. All of our podcasts are game-changing, we like to think. But this one really is game-changing. We've talked about it before, but it's just this whole concept of turning over revenue. And is it better to get one big job with profit in it or turn over smaller jobs? And just because you're doing more in sales doesn't mean you're making any more money necessarily. It all right. has to do with gross margins. And uh, there's nothing gross about them. They're fantastic. The margin is exactly what you want after a job. It's your, what would you call a gross margin? Your comfort? Yeah. Well, it's ultimately what you're looking for. And we're not looking for top revenue if we can't take anything home at the end of the day, right? That's right. Your gross margin is everything. It's yep. your profit. It's your padding, right? Well, yep. So let's give them a little context. About a year ago, we did a podcast on this and we talked about throughput accounting. And I think a lot of people had no idea what throughput accounting meant, or if they read the title, they probably saw accounting and tuned it out. But kind of revisiting this topic today, really it's about how fast are you making profit or making margin on your jobs? So that's really what the subject is about. And we'll get into it in a minute, but I think we got some examples of why as Stephen said, chasing revenue is not the right thing to do all of it, you know. That's right. That's right. Well, give us an example of what you're talking about, turning your profit over faster. I've created a couple of different examples over the years, but I'm going to use the same one I used about a year ago, which I think illustrates the point. But suppose you had one crew and you had a choice of two different paths. You could take one job that's going to last an entire year, that is going to do $1.2 million and it's got a 20% gross profit margin, right? Or you could do a $300,000 job at 17% gross margin. And you, you would basically have to do four of these $300,000 jobs at 17% gross margin to do the same level of revenue as mm -hmm. well as it being a lower gross profit. Okay. Does that make sense? It, so far, I'm following so, you. So if that's all the facts I told you, which one would you logically take? Well, on the $300,000 job, you're making $51,000 a job. Right. Right. And at the $1.2 million job, you're making 25%, right? So you're making 300000 20%. Oh, 20%. Okay. Yeah. So you'd make 240000 All right. And a lot of people, I think, would say, well, yeah, we're going to make more money. We're on one job all year. It makes more sense to make more margin and we don't have to do four different jobs, right? Right. So that would be true, assuming that the $300,000 jobs take us basically three months to complete each, right? Okay. For 13 weeks to complete those, we would come out to the exact same revenue of $1.2 million. If we had four different jobs at the same level of revenue, 
we still would come out with a lower gross profit on these jobs, right? Right. But what if we could turn these jobs a little faster on the smaller job, $300,000 jobs? If we brought that down to, say, 11 weeks, we shaved off two weeks, did that two weeks faster, we would actually make a little more profit than we would over the course of the year. Or we could take eight weeks off during the year and make the same level of gross margin, right? Right. So that translates to, if we say we did it in 13 weeks, that's basically $3,900 per week. But if we did it in, say, 10 weeks, that's $5,100 per week. So if we could shave that $300,000 job down to 10 weeks, just and sometimes we can get in and out of these smaller jobs a lot faster, Mm -hmm. We've got fewer moving parts. Even though the gross margin is lower, we could either choose to do more of these jobs and turn them. Again, assuming that we only had one crew and we could only work on one job at a time, we still could make more profit and still take more time off during the year and take more money home at the end of the day. So you got basically eight extra weeks if you shave two weeks off of each of these smaller projects. So you got two months you saved that you could do another project and make more money. You know, I I think that's, I think that's a great idea. The time, everybody knows that they make money if they do a job faster and they get in and out. And that's a success. Every contractor I've ever done business with, it's good. Then there's other jobs that last two, three years or more, and they're smaller profit, but it just, it works real well with your programming. You're big enough that you can handle those in the smaller jobs too. But in in this scenario, I think it's a, a great way to explain the value of your time. Right. Well, absolutely. And like I said, if you do it in say nine weeks or eight weeks, or it's something that you get really good at and you can turn really quickly on a bigger job, you probably got more moving parts. You probably got more subs or material supply issues and things like that can go wrong. So I think there's a lot less risk, but you can't just blanket say that. You have to look at the numbers. Right. And I would argue that on the bigger jobs, you're able to make less gross profit than on the smaller jobs. Just as a general rule, people would say, if you're taking a multi-year project, it's multi-millions of dollars, but it's a smaller percent of gross profit. I absolutely would agree with that. But again, in my example, I think we were talking before this, too many contractors chase top line revenue. Mm -hmm. They think these bigger jobs are their salvation. And I think we've kicked that around many times over the years. So you're analyzing jobs that are coming up for a bit and you're looking at the time. What can you do, Wade, from an accounting standpoint to help analyze these things? Well, I think there's a lot of things we can do, but, you know, going back to what the throughput accounting was, it originally came from a guy named Eli Goldrath, who was like an Israeli physicist. Mm-hmm. And he applied the whole thing really to manufacturing. And there's been a lot of problems with people considering what are these concepts in manufacturing. It's a lot easier when you've got a manufacturing process and it's a defined process. With construction, it's a little messy. You got a lot of moving parts and two jobs are exactly the same. Yeah. But in trying to figure out how this works, we always preach job costing is 
the key thing to your profitability. I still believe that and I always will. But again, looking at how fast we're doing this, that's a different dimension. And so we've had multiple things that we've talked about over the years about selecting the jobs. And our partner, Rob, is still writing his book on pumpkin plan for contractors where he's talking about how selecting the right job and finding that sweet spot. But this is a dimension that most people don't look at. It definitely is. The first thing that a lot of contractors think about is, first of all, getting the jobs booked. They'll make all their expenses and meet all their payroll. That's the most fundamental primary feeling a contractor has. But once that's met and that's under control and you're rolling, then you got to analyze these jobs for not only how well they fit, but your profit margin. I would think in this example, you probably ought to make the gross profit margin on the larger job less. That well, I made it higher just for illustration. Yeah, just to sh- you got to keep it higher to show folks that look at this example that look even with a lower profit margin, a smaller job that you can turn over faster means more profit. And it doesn't mean just more profit. It means less stress. And it may potentially mean less risk. So. Well, that's absolutely true, but I don't think that's universally true. And so I think you really need to look at it. And as much as I was going to preach the job costing side, I guess if you're in there bidding, I think you and I probably both would agree. Most contractors will, if it's something that they can do, a lot of them will bid pretty much anything and everything out there that they think they could do, as opposed to maybe really looking at what they're really good at. But Usually most contractors do have a gut feel of how that job will come out, even if they may have distorted pictures of what their job cost is and what their overhead is. But they usually have some kind of picture in their head of how that gross margin is coming out. So I guess what I would say is if you're looking at two different jobs, I would look at number one, yes, do we have more gross margin on the top line versus the for the overall project. But I also would say, like, how long is this taking us to do it? So you may want to express throughput as not, a lot of people, again, look at how fast can we turn revenue? And it's, again, not about how fast we turn revenue. But if you say this gross margin on job A is going to be X amount per week or per month or even per day, and you're comparing job A with job B and just looking at the gross margin as opposed to the top line, I think sometimes you may get to a different answer. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I'm just kind of thinking of a practical way for our listeners to apply this. What information they need in order to apply this analysis of where they can best turn over their... You know, I, I know it's a gut feel. Every every contractor knows or believes they know what they do best or do better than their competition. And, of course, not always do the perfect jobs line up right. just like you want. But sometimes they do, and the value of time is huge. I think when we talk about throughput accounting, I think about compounding interest. I think about that, and then I think about the time to get a project done. But then again, every now and then you can look into a very large job with a huge profit and you analyze it and that's what you should do. But at the same time, I really like this concept, Wade. Yeah. Well, I guess to kind of 
address what you said. As far as looking at throughput, we've had the conversation about what goes in job costs many times, and there's a lot of different definitions, what generally accepted accounting principles say versus tax method versus what the owners say should go in job costs versus what the project manager feels shouldn't go on their job. But as long as you're consistent in looking at it from this standpoint, if you're looking at gross margin consistently from job A to job B, as long as you're looking at apples to apples, then that really actually takes the conversation about your overhead out of the table. Now, we have to cover our overhead. And so the concept of throughput is we're going to make margin at a certain rate, and we need to make the margin fast enough to cover this overhead and make profit. Right. And I just did that off the top of my head. But does that make sense? It sure does. And so many contractors forget they even have overhead. So gross profit versus net profit. Net profit, you take your overhead out of gross profit. And in this situation, when we're talking about a job that's going on for a, a year, for example, or more, if that's the only job they're doing, that has to cover their overhead for right. that year. And when you cut it up into smaller jobs, you can allocate that that overhead and a lesser amount. What are you saying? Well, you just you got the same pool of overhead one way or another. So it's just how fast do you generate margin to cover that? Okay. So it's a little different way of looking at it, but the faster you can cover it, ultimately the more profit you're going to make. Okay. And to go back to something you said just a minute ago, and I was saying this too, is most contractors really do have a gut feel for how they're coming out on a job. But I've had actually two different situations with two new contractors that I'm working with this in the last two or three weeks, where in one case, and again, I don't want to give any names or anything like that, but plumbing contractor, it's actually started by grandfather, father still in the business and son's now kind of taking over, but they were quoting things on lineal feed of pipe and stuff like that. And their factors in their head were wrong and their pricing was so wrong from years ago and they really haven't updated this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they really had absolutely no idea of what the overhead was and a job was costing. Yeah. Or materials probably. Absolutely. Well, the, yeah, the materials and they, to their credit, they were actually going and carving some of the major pieces of the materials out, but they were still missing the boat. So again, that really isn't the topic of today, but you know, your gut feel of what your overhead and what your job costing and your profitability, in their case, some things that they were thinking they were making a ton of money on, they were losing their shirt off of. So it's sad and it goes back to having good books and having good tracking. Right. And then the more people that you have as owners in an organization, the more important it is to look at these financial information regularly amongst yourself, because you never know who's going to come up with a different interpretation of what they're seeing. Right. Well, again, I do see, I work with a lot of contractors that they're one owner firms and they're overwhelmed. They work in, they try to work in the field all day and go bid everything all night, do paperwork all night. And they don't really have anybody helping them. They hate the paperwork. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like I'm on a soapbox here, but this is something I see all the time. But if you can actually stop and maybe take a look at some of these jobs and what you're doing, just 
take a hard look at it or get somebody to help you and sit down with a different eye of what are you actually doing? I think that can go a long way. Well, I suggest a good construction oriented CPA such yourself would be just that person. But I think this is a great topic, Wade. I think it's something that all of our listeners need to think about. And if they have any more questions, they can reach out to you. Well, absolutely. But again, when I started doing this about a year ago, I actually started putting a book together on some of my thoughts on this, because that's not something that I know of anybody really approaching, discussing this in the construction arena. No, you're right. Anybody discussing throughput accounting would be manufacturing accountants. Yeah, but I guess I'm just a geek on this, but like I said, (laughs) I I love the topic. It's good you're a geek about it. I actually have some other thoughts. Maybe we can revisit the topic if people want to hear it. But I guess to kind of bring this one to a close, I think if you would just, when you're bidding your jobs, a lot of contractors, they'll take anything and everything. And if you look at it on what, even if your gut feel, even if it's wrong or whatever, but whatever your gut feel is, how fast are we generating margin? How fast are we generating revenue? How fast are we generating that margin? And then divide it by however many weeks it's going to take or months or whatever your criteria is. Mm -hmm. I think that might give you a different answer. I love it because there's no doubt in my mind that over all the contractors I've worked with over the years, the ones that consistently make the most money get in and get out of their projects. Yeah. And they do what they do best. Right. But nevertheless, there's a lot of moving parts. I think it's a great topic, Wade, and I hope you finish your book. Well, I got a little ways to go, but it's just something I've just, once I started, I mean, it all goes back to The Goal by Eli Goldratt, which was written way back in 1984. And the guy's dead now, but it's just concepts that people are forgetting about how fast you're making profit. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks, Wade. I think it's a great topic. Okay. I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you all for listening to the Contractor Success Forum, wherever you might be tuning in from. Find us on all major podcast platforms on the ContractorSuccessForum.com or on the Carpenter CPA's YouTube channel. For more information, be sure to check out the show notes for more free resources. If you haven't already, we would sincerely appreciate it if you would consider subscribing to this channel. Ring the notification bell to follow us each episode as we post it every week. We sincerely appreciate your support and comments in this journey, and we will look forward to seeing you on our next show.